and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Grass Tin Manager, John Maher, to discuss top tips in relation to managing grass quality at the moment. Firstly, I asked John to give an update on what's happening on farms at the moment. What's happening on farms at the moment uh, across the country is that uh, growth is really um, um, outstripping the demand of the herd. Um, or demand of the animals. Now that's what it is currently. Saying that when, you know, obviously the Western seaboard and the Western half of the country have got more rain than the East east Coast, um, some parts of the East Coast um, may be concerned about growth going forward because of lack of rainfall. But the reality is, if you look at the figures from Pasture-Based Ireland, which can be seen on www.pbi.ie, um, showed that growth is well ahead of demand. Now this has arrived at a kind of... Um, a difficult time. You could call it the perfect storm because May has been a very difficult month in terms of weather. Uh, we were cold and then we were cold and we were wet. And then all of a sudden there was a switch um, in early June and growth took off. And this then resulted in grass going to seed head because you're, you're arriving at the time when grass goes to seed. So there's a massive surge in growth right at what you would call you know the wrong time in terms of grass quality. You have more stem, more seed head. With the result then that many herds and many animals are going into um, grass that is too, too strong for them, there's too high in yield, it has quality challenges, there's too much stem, there's too much um, uh, seed head. The dung pats have taken over in, in, certain, in certain cases. So uh, grass quality really is a, a big challenge. Now, let's be clear, because of difficult May, some grass got stressed and some grass did not get grazed out property, properly. And that brings problems then for what we call, you know, June and July grass. So the grass quality is a challenge. That's where things are at the moment. And then you have to look at how you can um, solve this. And it has to be solved because if you continue to graze poor quality grass, animals will underperform. Work done by ourselves and Chagas over the years will show that the animals will gain about a quarter of a kilo less on this type of grass per day um, in terms of average daily gain, you do the quick sums on that, that's you know, uh, worth 100 euros for the, if, if it continues right across the grazing season. So, you know, per animal, and that's conservative estimates. So really we have to try and tackle the grass quality issues. There are a number of options there. Um, uh, there's a list of about five or six. Um, most people jump in for, what I would call mechanical correction or topping or pre-mowing. There are a number of options before we get to that that are, to me, more constructive and don't waste feed. So the first one is that if we go into the right grass, which may mean then we have to skip some paddocks um, uh, and take them out as round base silage. I think that's a good thing. I know there's cost involved, but it does correct grass quality. It does generate feed for the farm. It does tidy up paddocks and it doesn't waste feed. So you know, to me, it's a win, albeit there is a cost involved, but the, the win in grass quality uh, more than covers the cost of the silage in the longer run. Um, it's probably the best way I should put it. People should also, you know, um, enter into the right grass with the right animals. Obviously, animals that are trying to gain weight um, should get the best grass. Some of the grass on the farm may not be ideal. We can't cut all the paddocks, but for example, autumn calving animals, they can move into poor grass quality because they're not required to gain much weight. Um, compared to a growing animal. Other options include that, you know, we park up a paddock for silage um, somewhere down the road 
and cut it for bales. Um, the weather for the next week ahead anyway is certainly is good for, for making silage. Um, and then we get into the options of topping and um, mowing. Um, the problem with topping and, and or pre-cutting is that, you know, you are wasting grass um, by topping. If you pre-mow, you are asking the animal to eat material that they genuinely wouldn't choose. So you're taking that option away from them. Therefore, they consume, animal, consume material that's of poor quality. Therefore, the weight gain is lower. So there are a number of options, but the reality is the first thing is to try and tackle grass qualities there and move into the right grass and get rid of the worst grass in the farm in whatever form uh, or method possible. So things have changed very fast, John. And I suppose the other point is some paddocks that were slightly damaged for the first part of the year that you mentioned there with regard to the difficult weather conditions and grazing conditions. But these kind of paddocks, what would you be recommending on farms? Where there's damage done, which happened in May, and there's no denying that, you know, that grass is going to be stressed. Um, if it's stressed, it has, has more likelihood to be, um, you know, more reproductive and therefore produce more seed head or stem. Sometimes it's rejected by animals because it's too strong as well. So it, it's, it's a case of, you know, trying to be smart with, with what with what you have um, to repair grass wards that are damaged. Um, P and K is the order of the day. Now that can come in the fertilizer form or it can come in, you know, um, a slurry form. But um, the they, P and K is necessary for the, for, the, for the grass plant to repair. There are parts then that are uh, that are damaged and the grass is too strong. And maybe that should be removed first before applying the slurry or the fertilizer to repair it. Um, because either the grass has walked into the ground or was left behind, the animals won't eat it. And, you know, that needs to be fixed first, I suppose, before we look at the, at the fertilizer option. But uh, peas and K's, and especially P, um, is essential to the repair of damaged swords. Uh, and I think, Catherine, that should be kept in mind, yes. Most definitely. And I think you touched on it there earlier with regard to the quality of the sward that's offered to animals. And I suppose this time of year, the length of time stocks spend in a paddock can have a big impact on overall annual grass growth and the quality. So, for example, if stock are spending greater than three days in a paddock, what advice have you for farmers? Yeah, the, 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 the general advice is to grow it in three or four weeks, uh, right, and graze it in the three days, right? Um, however, grass is growing a lot faster than that at the moment. Um, but, you know, the residency, the residency time is still no more than three days. After three days, our animals spend a long time in the paddock, you are going to affect regrowth. You are affecting grass production on the farm. The other thing is that, the, the, you know, the animals constantly grazing probably, you know, uh, poor quality grass towards the end of that cycle. So, you know, when you get over three days and they head into week 10 days, we know the first few days are, they're getting quality grass, but for the last four or five days, they're getting poor quality material and you're, you're also affecting um you know regrowths and you're affecting recovery of the sward uh, particularly where the sward is damaged because the, the plant puts a lot of energy into um into regrowth so the idea catherine is to try and uh, get animals in uh, graze and then try and move on to maintain grass quality to help recovery and to grow more grass on the farm yes john you mentioned there depending on Stocking rate, I suppose you touched on the fertilizer part, but depending on stocking rate, some farmers might be tempted to stop applying fertilizer. What impact will that have on the quality of the soil going forward? Yeah, so look, the, the, the fertilizer question is quite common at the moment. Um, it depends a bit on your stocking rate and your demand. 
Um, other factors come into the, the price of fertilizer is not cheap. So it's a matter of being smart. There are the resources of nitrogen, peas and k's on the farm. Um, every farm will generally have some le level of slurry that can be used wisely. There are much better techniques now for applying slurry compared to times past. You can get slurry into swords now that, you know, that are well grazed with a trailing shoe or drill bar that, that to offer you a source of P and K um, that's more friendlier to plant than the fertilizer farm. Um, and they can be used wisely as well. So it's a, it's a case of priorities. So if, if, we, if we take off silage, Catherine, we certainly need to return the P's and K's. In the grazing story, it's a little different. So just to explain, about 90% of the K's re, uh, returned under, under grazing and about 70 to 80% of the P is returned under grazing. When you remove silage, be it bales or pit, there's a lot of P and K coming off and that needs to be returned. Um, and that, that's important. That's the first point. So, you know, it, it, whether we question about application of fertilizer to grazing ground, certainly on ground that has um, silage removed, P's and K's need to return. Otherwise, we under, undermine the, the capability of the sward going forward for the rest of the season. And we undermine um, the future persistency of the sward going forward as well, because um, uh, ryegrass in particular is very sensitive to um, uh, uh, pH, but also low levels of P. So if P is low in the, in the sward, ryegrass won't survive. So it's a case of then uh, in the bigger picture, looking at where you are with grass supply um, and being smart with it. Um, if, if, if you have lots of grass, um, applying fertilizer in the nitrogen form may not be the wisest because you're already in, in surplus grass. It, equally, if you remove grass, I think fertilizer or slurry needs to go back. Uh, where, where the demand of the herd is, or, or the almonds is a bit higher, some fertilizer can be used, um, um, albeit at, at, at low levels to just keep the sward um, right. We, we would be hoping that um, some swards would have clover and that that can do its own thing. As the sward warm, as the the year warms up and the soil temperature quite high at the moment, you know that that releases some um, forms of nitrogen to keep the sward going. But you know the release of nutrients is very very dependent on lime. And if the pH is right, um, the 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 soil can do a lot for you. But if the pH is wrong, the soil won't do as much for you because uh, the nitrogen story is compromised and the P and K is locked up. So. It's, it's a case of horses for courses, Katrin. Um, silage ground needs to return P's and K's uh, and probably a level of nitrogen. There are slurry on the farm that can be used wisely. Um, I would say that lime is probably the best fertilizer of all, particularly where um, the pH of the soil is lacking. And if, you're, if, you're, if your stocking rate is on the higher side, then um, you know uh, some nitrogen go probably with a compound and I probably would include some sulfur as well. Now, just to be clear, there is sulfur and slurry as well. We wouldn't want to forget that. But as you come into drier time of year, drier time of year, sulfur is required as well. Yeah. And we've seen how things have changed so dramatically in the past two to three weeks. What are the key targets the farmers should be looking to achieve on their farms in the next two to three weeks? The main target here is to go into the right grass catching. We 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 analyze the figures on pasture base. They come back to us. They're published in the Grass Ten newsletter every week. That's available on pasture base for anybody who wants it. But it, it clearly shows that. You know, even the, pe the people who measure grass and do a good job of grass, they're growing into grass that's too high in, in yield or too strong in cover. It's north of 1800, just to give the numbers, and that should be closer to 1300 or 1400, especially the way grass is heading at the moment. 
and grass that was got stressed in April and May, that decision to head is already made and it's non-reversible, right? So if you go in, if you keep going on long rotations and not tackling the issue of uh, and going into grass is too strong, not alone with the sward underperform, but the animal underperform. So that needs to be corrected. And it's about entering into nice leafy grass. The leafier grass is easier achieved where P's and K's are right and where lime is right. It's easier achieved when you go into the right um, cover of grass and skip the stuff that's wrong. Um, the stuff that's skipped can be put into a bale or can be packed up for bales later on, right? Or can be given to what we call other stock that's maybe not trying to get as high level of weight gain, like autumn calving animals, for example. You know, they might be entering the dry period now um, and they could, you know, make use of the poor quality swords on the farm. So it's a case of look at your own farm and being smart. The animals should get the best grass and the worst grass be tackled. So ideally going into covers of eight to 10 centimetres at the moment. Yes, if you go up, if you go by height, that's what it is. And uh, you actually have to be brave, you know, to get that right. Um, the, the, the earlier you tackle it, um, the quicker it's solved. The longer you leave it, you know, you run the greater risk of lower growth rates going, going forward um, because you're, you're leaving it too long. Do you know, when the sward is green, it recovers fast. When the sward is white or yellow, it recovers slow. Um, and if we, if we were to get weather that was very, very dry for a prolonged period, then you run the risk that, that you know, recovery will be even slower. So, you know, to be honest, the grass quality challenge there is probably the worst it has been for many, many years. But the faster you solve it, the better for the sward, the better for the animal and the better for you. Thanks, John. Some great advice there for farmers managing grass at the moment and in the coming weeks ahead. No problem. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to John for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.